Who wants to go to camp? Good Lord. Man, I want to go back. Can we do that again? And I was sick the whole time, so... Uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking about camp this morning. My name's Kurt Gray. I'm the youth pastor here. And uh, we're going to be talking about, we just got back two weeks ago from camp. It is mind-blowing that camp's over. Camp is like a roller coaster for us because we start working on camp like in January, getting dates, forms, getting ready, renting buses, uh, you know, making sure the bus is going to be here. I'm always sick to my stomach that the bus is going to like not show up. They're going to call, oh, sorry, we forgot to get there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Lou, get the PT Cruiser, some vans. We got to go, you know. But uh, so, so Cam's like, we get all right, ready, and then like the three days go by, and it's like, gosh, almighty, it's already over. And so uh, we wanted to just talk about camp. Camp's a huge part of our ministry and a huge part of what we do here at TCF. Uh, if you didn't notice, there's a building over there called Ground Zero, and that's our youth ministry. And as you pulled into town, you know, maybe down here at the end of six, there's a big power kid sign, and that's our uh, kids ministry. I mean, we had to buy another church to do kids ministry. And uh, I mean, that, that yeah, good. you know, people will do events down there, weddings and stuff. People are like, this is your church? Why is it painted like a town? So this, this isn't our church. This is our kids' ministry. And like, my, who are y'all? What, you know? And so it, it's amazing what we're doing here in Tulia. I, I mean, I know y'all just think this is normal. It's not, okay? Drive anywhere in, in, in Texas, in America, and stop in a small town and go to church. You'll find out how good you got it. And, and church is incredible. And uh, one of the things that Pastor Rusty has always had a heart for is for teenagers and kids. And that's, you know, we do this so we can do youth on Wednesdays, right? And, and that, that's what we're about. We're about reaching the next generation. And so we wanted to take this morning and... Um some different people are going to get up and share that went to camp and were part of camp, and uh, and we're going to talk about. It. First of all, I just want to thank everybody, uh, everybody that donated money, uh, everybody that gets a drink out of the coffee bar. Uh, you know, all that money goes to camp and to Ground Zero and Power Kids, and we're so thankful that you give uh, because camp wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for y'all. We couldn't go. Uh, the bus we rent, uh, you know, costs about forty five hundred dollars to rent a bus, and so camp is is. We go to one of the, I mean, camp prices are very cheap where we go. They keep their prices low, and we're able to keep camp low. And, uh, and, and, and it's all because of you and because of your giving. And I'm thankful for everybody that had a name. Uh, if you got a name uh, and before we left and prayed over that name, I'm so thankful that you did that. Uh, we must have had a really good group of praying people this year uh, because we had an amazing camp. And if you've been here at TCF very long, we get home every year, and I was like, this is the best one ever. I can't wait for next year because it's got to be better than this year. And so we're thankful for everybody that prayed uh, and just all of your support and everything and letting your kids go with us and sending them 10 hours from home, you know, and I know you think I'm a kid. And so I appreciate you letting them go. And, uh, but I, I just want to talk about camp and why we go to camp and, uh, camp is a mountaintop experience. And if you've never heard that term before, uh, it's, uh, you know, men's retreat. If you've ever been to men, you've been to men's retreat, that's a mountaintop experience. And what camp is, is camp is you get away from home, you get away from your family, from, uh, you know, some of your friends, you know, all your heathen friends don't go to camp, but, you know, they stay home, uh, and, and you get away and you go to this mountaintop experience. So I want to read to you out of Exodus 24, starting in verse 15, and it's talking about Moses and the Israelites, and they've gotten out of Egypt, and they're in the desert, and uh, Moses goes up to the mountain to meet with 
God. It says, Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Verse 17, The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So what that means is all the children of Israel are down kind of in this valley, and the mountain up top looks like God is like a consuming fire on top of this mountain, and Moses is up there, and they all know he's up there. And, and then verse 18 says, so Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And, and that is what camp is like. Camp is a mountaintop experience. What does that mean? Moses went up to the mountain to meet with God. He got away from everybody else and to the people, to the Israelites, it looked like the top of that mountain was, was on fire. And, and that's what camp is like. When we get to camp, camp is like a consuming fire. Here, here's a couple of things that happen at camp. Number one, uh, this year, we got all the kids up at four in the morning. It's like, it's like military boot camp. We're mentally breaking you down, right? You get there at four, you, you probably stayed up all night because it's better than Christmas. You can't even sleep. Now, I couldn't even sleep, you know? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to get to rest. I'm like laying in bed till midnight because I'm so excited about camp. And you get up at four in the morning. And you get on the bus. We had an incredible bus this year. It was brand new. They literally went to the lot, picked it up, drove it to ground zero. We got on it. It was a brand new bus. But it is still a bus, okay? Uh, you, you know, it, it's, it was comfortable. It was amazing. But you ride this bus for about 10 hours. And, and when you get to camp, you're just physically, you're mentally, you're spiritually, you're, you're just broken down. Because you were up early. You were up on the bus. You know, you stay up. And then when we get to camp, water slides are open. Go-karts are open. Uh, you know, everything's ready to rock and roll. All the little boys are putting their swimsuits on because they got to go water slide and go into the go-karts. And then we get, uh, you know, we eat dinner. And uh, we eat this great cafeteria food. And that breaks you down even more, and because uh, you're like starving, you know. And there's like here, it's like, can I get like four helpings of that? You know, I'm like four kids in one body. Could you just give me a little extra? And so yeah, and then we get into a service, and and church is three hours long, right? You just think this is bad. You're like, my God, are you ever gonna quit? Now, no, we got two and a half more hours, folks. Yeah, right. You're like, oh Lord, I hope not. But the, and the students, like, sign up and pay to go do this. And then they get in these services, and they kick into praise and worship, and, and it's like God falls like fire. Because I believe there's something special about you giving up part of your summer, you give up part of your time to go to camp. Now, like we say, camp's a blast. Camp's a ton of fun. Uh, but Jesus told the disciples, I'll teach you how to fish for men. We fish with bait, right? Water slides, go-karts, and pretty girls are all bait to get them there. All right? And then once we get you there, we throw you into service, and then, you, oh, there's Jesus. And, and so uh, that's, that's what camp is kind of about. It's this mountaintop experience. It's, it's like nothing else. You, when Moses, you know, came off that mountain, he couldn't be like, well, here's what happened. And, and what we wanted to do, what our heart this morning is, is that you would understand how important camp is, that you would understand how impactful camp is. And we're going to have some different people share. We're going to read some testimonies from the students that they wrote down. Uh, what we do on the way down is we pass around a notebook and they write down what they expect from God, what they want God to do. And then on the way home, they write down what God did in their lives. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to invite up Pastor Rusty. Uh, so if y'all would give him a hand clap as he comes up.
We have been going to camp. This was our 19th year. Uh, we've taken roughly 1,700 students to camp. Uh, we've taken over 40 buses and traveled over 20,000 miles. And he's been on every trip with every student and every mile. And these last couple of years, they've driven down, but, but still he's been there. And so I just want to ask you uh, a few questions for you to talk about camp. Uh, you've been all these years. Uh, how have you seen camp progress? And what 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 made this year different? And we say every year it's better. What makes this year uh, better than the last? You know, camp, camp has always been good. Camp has always been powerful. But this generation, let me, let me tell you what's been stirring in my heart. I'm a baby boomer, okay? And the generation that we took to camp are called millennials. If you're 15 to 35, you're a millennial, Okay, and I, I'm the generation that's older. Now, here's what's going on. The baby boomer generation is beginning to move out of leadership, and the millennial generation is beginning to move into leadership. All right, I heard a pastor say not very long ago that there's going to be 100,000 churches in America the next 10 years that need a pastor because all of the baby boomer pastors are going to begin to move out and the millennials are going to begin to move in. Here's what I see in this generation, these kids right here, they're hungry for God. There's a hunger in this generation. There's a Christian author named George Barna, and he's made a living writing books about how God's not going to reach this generation, and it's the biggest lie ever sold to the church. Because I can tell you from personal experience, this generation is being reached by God. And they're hungry for God like I've never seen before. They run to the front. Uh, I've always used to say about camp that when they would start the praise and worship, the kids who want God run to the front. The kids who don't want God run to the back. And it's always been that way at camp. But the last couple of years, nobody runs to the back. Everybody runs to the front. Let me tell you something else about camp. It was filled with high school students, wasn't it? There were not very many junior high students. See, one of the misconceptions in youth ministry is, well, once kids get older, uh, they leave church and they quit going to church. And You've probably heard that. Uh, folks, that's a bill of goods. It's not true. All right? Camp was filled with juniors and seniors. Now, we took students that are getting ready to start the sixth grade, which means a month ago they were at the elementary school. Then we took students that graduated high school, and in a month they're leaving for college. Now, think about that gap, fifth grade to 12th grade, and every one of them were hungry for God. Uh, we had two elementary school boys who didn't, they did an altar call, if you feel called to the ministry. And two little boys, uh, one of them I know is going to be a sixth grader. He was a fifth grader. In, a, in an auditorium with a 1,000 students, uh, responded to an altar call all on his own, got up, went up front for prayer. They prayed for him. He fell on the floor. Uh, it's, the, it's called being slain in the spirit. Now we're talking a fifth grade boy. And he laid in the floor for 30 minutes. And I don't know what God was doing in his life, but, but his life was touched and changed. You know, one of the misconceptions about camp, and Kurt, you touched on it, and camp is fun. Camp is fun. Let me tell you what breaks my heart as a pastor. What breaks my heart is when your kids miss camp because you're busy or you got this going on. or you got. And I know people do things, and I'm not downing you. But 
I'm telling you, kids' lives are changed. I saw two young men this summer. One was in a wedding, and uh, one I saw at his job. Now, they're young men that are out of high school, and they're already in college. They're even close to being done with college. And here's what they told me. My life was changed at camp. This young man asked me, do y'all still go to camp? I said, of course we still go to camp. He said, oh, I so miss camp. You know, we have people call us who want to go. You know, young adults who will call and say, can we go to camp? And, I, you know, I'm the party master. So I'm like, of course you can go. Kurt's like, they're not going to camp, Dad. All right, we take students to camp, not people who've already been. Amen? Amen? But their lives are touched and changed. So, All right. Uh, you know, when we go to camp, uh, there's not very many uh, senior pastors at camp. Uh, I mean, I would say this year I, you're the only one I really recognized or saw that was a senior pastor uh, at camp. And so... Uh, you know, we ride the bus, you all drive down uh, and, and kind of go a day ahead of us. What keeps you going to camp? What do you, I mean, what is it about camp that makes you want to keep going? Uh, he said, we have, I think this is our third year for me to not ride the bus. Vicky's never ridden the bus, okay? Her idea of camping is the Holiday Inn and Room she, Service. She's never stayed in the dorm. Yeah, she's never stayed in the dorm or ridden the bus. She, she's the queen, okay? So, yeah, I'm just saying, you're right. She, it's different for her. But... Uh, the reason I, I heard somebody say one time that great leaders get their people to great places to experience God. That's why we go to camp. That's why we go to men's retreat. And I don't want to miss being in those services with the kids. I don't want to miss experiencing them experiencing God. It's, I don't want Kurt to come. And I'm not saying I'm going to go the rest of my life, but uh, I don't want them to come home and try to explain to me what they experienced. I want to be in the middle of it. And Kurt said, you know, there are very few pastors at camp. Uh, a lot of times I'm the only one. In the earlier days, people would come up to me and ask me questions about our church. And they'd say, you know, does your pastor love you and support you? And is he glad you're here? And, and I would say, I am the pastor. And they would be like, whoa, you're the pastor. What, do you, what are you doing here? Because lots of times pastors you know, they're not interested in being with the kids. And I love being there with them and watching God touch their lives. I got to tell you one story. I could tell stories all day. Uh, we had a high school young man who sat on the end of the aisle uh, in the auditorium and he fell out of his chair into the floor. Nobody touched him. Nobody prayed for him. He fell out of his chair into the floor. And uh, it, it's commonly called being slain in the spirit. He laid in the floor for two hours. Now, the service went on, the service finished, they dismissed, everybody went outside and got a hamburger and a hot dog and an ice cream cone and played volleyball and did water slides, and the boys talked to the girls, the girls talked to the boys, and he laid on the floor. And kids came by and looked at him to see if he was okay. One of the adult leaders stopped and said, is that a medical condition or a spiritual condition? And I said, it's a spiritual condition. And he literally laid on the floor for two hours. Now, li listen to me. You can't make teenage, teenagers do that. You could not make a teenage boy do that. You, 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 you can't. I mean, I'm telling you, we didn't. It's a genuine experience. It's a genuine encounter with God. It reminds me 25 years ago when Kurt and Megan and many of our adults went to kids camp. And the very same thing happened at kids camp. Our kids went to the front at kids' camp. And I'm talking 25 years ago. 
and they laid on the floor in front of the altar and they prayed and they cried out to God. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. And everybody else left. Everybody went and got a hamburger. Everybody went and played. Everybody went and got ice cream. And our kids laid in the floor and cried out to God for an hour. I'm talking kids. Well, it's like camp is the same thing now. Uh, the teenagers are doing it. We had one young girl. Okay, now, the, uh, pretend like this is youth camp. This girl's laying right there on the floor. Okay, and she's laying right there on the floor, and she's been there for two hours. The service is over. The, the podium's here. They're doing the offering. They're telling us what we're going to do, and we're going to play volleyball. Team A is going to play Team B, and this little girl's laying in the floor the whole entire time. I can't see her. And Kurt and Megan are like, is that one of our kids? Dear God, I think that's one of our kids. I think that's one of our kids. Well, it's one of our kids. Everybody's gone back to their seats. Everybody's thinking about volleyball, but this little girl's laying up front out. And I, don't, I think they did something, and y'all ran up and grabbed her and took her back to her chair. And it, God changes lives at camp. Amen. Awesome. Thanks. Y'all give him a hand clap. I think what's so amazing about our church and about TCF is that our pastor has a heart uh, for students. Uh, we were somewhere, and this, this young guy came up and said, man, aren't you that pastor with that, with that old youth pastor? You got that old bald guy that's the youth pastor? He's like, yeah, that's me. No, 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 man, it's not you. You got this old guy. He's like, there's youth. There's like 100 kids. He's like, that's me. Oh, no, I don't think it's you, bro. It's like, no, it's me. And, and, and our pastor cares about the next generation. And, uh, you know, earlier, just after worship, I read that verse out of Psalm 62 about how our hope's in Jesus. And, uh, you know, we're reaching the next generation. And uh, those students' lives are forever changed at camp. Uh, just like he said, we talk to kids all the time who've gone to college, got families, got kids, and when we see them, all they can talk about is camp. And oh my God, my life was changed at camp. And you talk to kids that you think were heathens, and what was your favorite part of camp? I'm thinking, they're like, man, the girls, they're like, the service. I'm like, the service? Fool, you didn't love Jesus? And they're like, man, I loved the services, and God so ministered to me at camp. And, and, and that's why we go to camp. And it's amazing that our pastor, our senior pastor, is sitting there in the rows, up front in worship, praying for kids. I, I mean, uh, one of the one of the afternoon sessions, the pastor, uh, Pastor Peter, who's at camp, called Pastor up and said, "I want you to come share about youth ministry and share about what y'all are doing in Tulia." Uh, like I said earlier, this is not normal. What we have and what we do in Ground Zero, uh, not everybody's doing this, and and it's all because of our pastor and because of what he's doing in his heart. We're so. Uh, uh, blessed to have him. And, uh, you know, the story of the young man uh, that fell out of his chair, when he got to camp, he wanted to be slain in the spirit. And just as pastor touched on that, that just means that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God comes on you so strong that your physical body cannot stand. You, you fall over. And, uh, you know, maybe if you've grown up uh, in charismatic church, things like that, you've, you've seen that and been a part of that. And uh, this young man wanted to be slain in the spirit. He really wanted that experience. And so one night it was worship. We're going into a time of worship. He runs up front and he's praying and he's asking God for this. And God tells him, go pray for this young man. So he goes over and he prays for this young man. And he, he says, now I want you to go pray for this young man. So he walks over and prays for another young man. We're talking teenagers to teenagers, you know, kids, not even from our group. He's going up to a stranger saying, God told me to pray for you. And he starts praying for him and, and, and he never got slain. And so 
he thought, well, okay. So he goes and, and sits in his chair, and he sits down and puts his, you know, his elbows on his knees and puts his face in his hands. And the second he does that, he fell out of his chair and was out, like Pastor said, for two hours. And God did something in that young man's life. He said what he thought he was supposed to do his whole life was radically changed, and God revealed his, his destiny and his calling to this young man uh, in this experience. And that all happened at camp. And he water slid, he rode go-karts, he ate a cheeseburger, he chased the girls, but then God hit him in that service. And uh, that's why we go to camp. And uh, we had uh, many... Uh, healings at camp. And uh, I want Logan Robb, if, if you would go ahead and come up. Y'all give him a hand clap as he comes up. And uh, Logan went with us as a leader, uh, and he, he's been going to camp since junior high about, and, uh, and he went with us as a leader this year. Talk a little bit about you, your shoulder getting hurt, when you got hurt, and then what God did at camp. Okay, yeah, like you said, I think this is my sixth year to go to camp, second year as a leader. Uh, like you said, I get to go after high school, and I didn't go last year, so y'all already missed your chance because I'm going the rest of them. <laughs> um, when I was a freshman, I hurt my shoulder really bad in football. Uh, went to the doctor, had a slight tear in my labrum and maybe a strain on my rotator cuff. And we're, we're in church, and I'm just going as a leader. I'm, I'm just thinking I'm just supposed to be here and make sure the boys stay off the girls and the girls stay off the boys. And, uh, anyways, we go to the, a little leadership conference in between services, Kurt and myself and Andrew, who's one of the, the main pastor's children, and uh, those three are in charge of camp now. He said that the last night of the service is the best, the best night that they've ever had, and he's been doing this for 30 years, and said that this is the most incredible night that they've, and he's never seen anything like it. So I go in there, and I'm, I just wanted to sit back and watch and see what happened. And we get to go in, and they call up for praise and worship. And I go up front, but that's because you've never experienced praise and worship until you go to camp. And you, you get a 1,000 teenagers up front. It, it's amazing. And I, I just went up there because I love it. And um, we're going into the deeper, uh, more intimate part of worship. And, and Andrew gets up on the mic and says, that if anybody has anything that's been bothering him, any, any injuries, uh, just to put your hand on it. And so I did. And we just keep going and singing. And then over about a two-minute span, I just start to feel everything just tighten up in my shoulder. I, I start to feel the ligaments come together. And then I just I got told, just, just lift your arm. And so I lifted my arm. Well, I haven't been able to do this in four years without it just being excruciating painful. And I just left my arm up the entire, the rest of the service for the next 30 minutes. My arm was up the entire time. And it hasn't bothered me at all. And it, it still doesn't bother me. And, all, and I've been throwing the football. I've been roping. And it hasn't bothered me ever since. Amen. Thanks, Logan. What I love about that story is, you know, you go to camp to, you know, like I said, keep the girls off the boys, boys off the girls, and, and, and God ministers to you. You know, one of the mistakes you make, folks, when you come to church is you think, well, this is for somebody else. You know, and you sit in worship, and you think, oh, I wish so-and-so was here so they could hear this song, or, or pastor gets up and preaches a message, and you think, well, you know, so-and-so really needs to hear this. And, and you know what I love about Logan? He said, I went up for worship because I love worship. You know, he didn't stay in his seat or sit in the back, because well, I'm a leader. I don't need to go up for this. And God healed his shoulder. 
shoulder. He said he hadn't been able to do that without it being painful. And he held it up the rest of worship. All right, that's God. God healed him. The whole uh, theme at camp this year was uh, it was called Eyewitness. And it was about witnessing God's miracles for yourself. Seeing God, not, not some story you heard of somebody, you know, like Smith Wiggleworth kicking a baby off stage or something crazy like that. You know, but, but right there, you'll see a man that was healed two weeks ago at camp by God. And we, we have countless others. Uh, the, the last night... Uh, after service, you know, uh, we play volleyball and tug of war and do all this stuff after service. They call curfew about 11, and uh, we all go to the dorm room, and we get packed up, and we cleaned our room, and we had all the boys cramming into my room. We had two and a half rooms this year. We had about uh, 26 26 guys, and uh, so we crammed them all, you know, they're all sitting on the bunk beds, and we just went around the room and, and let these guys share, and, and countless guys talking about getting healed. There was one young man uh, who they were playing football uh, just like on a Saturday at the park, and they were playing tackle, and he fell, and his thumb got stepped on. His hand and his wrist got stepped on, and it broke the uh, bone in his thumb, and he said he was wearing gloves, and he said, I could see the bone, you know, inside of the glove where it came out, you know, a, a really bad fracture you know, came out really bad broken. And he said he really couldn't move his wrist much. Uh, he couldn't move his thumb really at all because of the ligaments. And he said that night that Logan got healed, he said, I laid my hands on, on my hand, you know, touched it. And, he, and, he, and, and in the room, he could move his thumb and roll his wrist. And he said, I couldn't do this. And this is a young man that, you know, comes ground zero kind of, you know, off and on. He's an, an older kid going to be a senior. You know, they show up with 200 bucks and want to go to camp and and. God touched their lives, and God changed their lives. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's just so amazing firsthand to hear that story. And, you know, God's still working. Uh, one of the things I think is, as many of you might be thinking, well, my God, I need to go to camp. I need something from God, you know. Can, can we take a bus of adults, you know, and we'll get, we'll, I'll go up front. And the thing I think is, is God's the same at camp as he is here on Sunday morning. You know what's so different about camp than church? See, when we go to camp, there's high expectations. The students know that God's going to show up. They're not worried, well, I wonder if God's coming this year. They know. They know when they get in those night services and we kick into worship and they run up front, they know God's going to move in my life. And see, you got to do the same thing. When you walk through those two doors and the band kicks in, you're expecting level needs to be high. And you got to come through those doors and say, God, this is what I need. Uh, just like I said, we take a notebook and we write down what, what do we expect God to do? Maybe you ought to get a notebook and every Sunday morning before you get to church, you sit down and write down what you need God to do and, and, and come with high expectations. God, I need healing. God, we need help in our finances. God, I need help in my marriage. God, this is what I, I need from you because God's going to show up and, and worship. God's going to show up. This morning, if you didn't know God was here, uh, you were doing something wrong because he was here. And it's about just opening your heart and being open to that. Uh, Megan, if you would come up with those uh, testimonies, we're going to read a couple of these testimonies from the students uh, of just what God did in their life and, uh, and share these. And like I said, our heart has been that you would understand why we go to camp and that camp is fun. Camp's a blast, but that's not all camp is about. And, uh, what I wanted to do is just to share these stories with you. So, Megan, if you would just jump in with one of those. Um, before we do, I just want to say to the parents, um, we get your kids once, maybe twice a week for a couple of hours. But you're with them every day of every week, pretty much all day. And so I just want to encourage you, 
we prepare them as much as we can for camp, but you're the other side of that. And this year, I think our kids were so expectant because they're used to going to church and their parents are expectant. And you don't just come to church and get a coffee and come sit in service. You expect something from God. And so your kids are a reflection of that. And they were very expectant this year. Also, kids, if the, if we read yours, just nudge your parents because they want to know God, what God did. We won't, we won't say any names. We won't say your name, but you just be yeah. like, hey, that's mine. So, okay, this is from a girl. It was her first year at camp, and she says, wow, my life has been forever changed. To be filled with the Holy Spirit opened my heart, mind, and soul to Jesus Christ. I look at everything so differently, and I also look back at how close I thought I was with Jesus and how my heart is telling me to commit and to never look back because my past doesn't define my future. The Lord has planned for me. I now swim in the filling river of the Holy Spirit, ready for this awesome journey ahead of me. Speaking in tongues also changed me, and I will never forget this life-changing moment. One of the things that jumps out to me is I swim in the filling river of the Holy Spirit. We're talking a teenager, folks. I couldn't write stuff like that. I mean, that is like, that's God. That, you know, that young man that fell out on the floor, it's God, right? Well, you can, you know, hey, Logan, fall out for two hours. I don't think so, right? You know, I don't want to do that. And it's only God. And, and, and you can see in that young girl's life, her first time, it's like her life was changed. Now, that's the girls. You know, they write a short story. Uh, this is the, the guys, and they write a sentence. They're like, good God, move this along. You know, the, the, the girls all sit up front on the bus, and it starts, you know. And I'll be like, you know, hold up. Who has the book? Where is it? And the boys are like, come on. It's been two hours, and you've done four people. And so this, this is what one of the young boys wrote. He said, I got, every, I got exactly what I wanted and more. Now, what I love about that is, is he came expecting something. He came wanting something, and God gave him exactly what he needed and more. And I believe, just like we said earlier, you can have the exact same thing on Sunday mornings right here in church. You come in here expecting, needing something from God, and he'll give you exactly what you need and more. And I love that that's how God works. He gave him everything he needed and more. You want to jump to the next one? One of the things about the girls this year before we left for camp, I really felt God speaking to me that the girls are going to minister to the girls in the room. So when we have prayer time, like we do what Kurt did, we bring all the girls in a room. And if anybody needs prayer, we, you know, hey, we're going to pray for you. Well, this year, God just really spoke to me that I didn't need to pray, that the girls needed to pray for each other. And so that's what we did. And I stood back and watched them pray. And it's like they've been praying and in ministry their entire lives. And they're teenagers. And I went to Bible school and I've been in ministry and they're praying better than I've ever thought of praying and the Holy Spirit speaking through them. And so um, it was one of, the, one of the most powerful years for me just to watch them minister to each other. This is a testimony from a girl who's been to camp, I think maybe three times, and it says, God gave me more confidence in my relationship with him. He taught me that no matter what I do or say, he will always be there for me. I have been given a newfound love for Jesus. I also learned that I can be a leader, that I am more confident in my prayers. The Holy Spirit spoke to me through the worship, and I was slain. I feel refreshed and free. I've been motivated to use my prayer language more often and start dedicating my time to him. This year was my favorite camp experience I've ever had. I gave my whole heart to Jesus, and I learned how to trust the Spirit. That's, that's amazing. Uh, 
man, those girls, they're talented. <laughs> Here's, uh, this is the story of the boy uh, uh, and his thumb. And he said, God healed my thumb and wrist, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I just love that because God healed that young man. And I, I believe it was his first time to ever go to camp. And he was in high school. And, uh, you know, not one of those kids that you think, oh, you're, you're a good Christian kid. Not that they're a bad kid, but, and God showed up and moved. These girls write really good. <laughs> they do. Um, this was a girl, I think she's been about three times too. This week I was touched deeply by the Lord. He helped me realize that I can take all of this love home and keep our relationship consistent. He told me that he has big plans for me. That made me really excited to live a life praising him. He also said to keep reading the gospel. This is motivating me to read my Bible every night. He filled me with the Holy Spirit again and I fell to the floor before I was so, I fell to the floor because I was so overwhelmed. He made this trip amazing. That's incredible. Some of the grammar on these is kind of bad, but we've been to camp, we've been to Six Flags, we're on a bus, we're tired, we've had Slurpees and roller coasters, and it's like, here, write what God did. It's like, I can't even see straight. This young man uh, wrote, uh, God made me feel that I don't need the addictions I once had. He'd made me want to share the love I didn't want to before or even thought I had. Uh, He made me want to do more for people and called me to be a pastor. And, uh, I mean, this is one of our high school boys uh, who, who went to camp. And that's what I love about camp. You know, he's given this young man and showing him how to love other people and, and how to show that love. And then even calling this young man into, into ministry at camp. And it, it's, it's incredible. Go ahead. Okay. I love this one. I love all of them. But <laughs> <laughs> at camp, I heard God's voice when Peter told us, that not only are we singing to God, that God is singing to us when we sang, you are beautiful. I could hear his voice telling me I was beautiful and to not change who I was because he loved me. Also, he said, I only have one father and that he will take care of me. I gave my whole life to the Lord and I am very thankful. That's good. That's so good. Uh, this is one of our young men that uh, had graduated, and uh, he still went to camp with us. Uh, at camp, God showed me that if I ever have a problem, I can run to him for help, and no one can help me like he can. He showed me that he is the greatest force there is, and that he loves me more than I could ever imagine. I was worried about college going into camp, but now I have peace. And that's just an incredible, you know, of a young man worried about college, worried about where he's going, and just getting that peace of the Holy Spirit that he's going where he needs to go and doing, doing the right thing and that he can trust God. You have, you have another one? Are you out? Yeah, I can. No, no, we got, we got go ahead. If okay. you got another one. This is another girl who it was her first time to go to camp. Jesus Christ changed my life completely. I let go of everything that was right in front of me, and I gave him my whole heart instead of pieces. My life was fully turned around, worshiping him and praising him by the second. He changed my life. I talked in tongues, and I knew he was right there with me. As he was working inside of me, my, my mind went blank about my rough past, and I let go of it. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Everybody's got a bunch of tongue-talking kids now. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. This is, uh, it says, and it's in capitals. It says, I was submerged in the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's camp. See, uh, this is how this works. You know, God's in heaven, 
right? Jesus is in our heart and the Holy Spirit's on the earth. And the Holy Spirit is the presence of God. And when you, when you, when you get in here and you get in worship, you kind of have that feeling. You think, what is that? That's God, right? You know, the students cry, why am I crying? Nothing sad. It's like that's God moving in their lives. And when we take kids to camp, they get submerged in the Holy Spirit. We had, you know, two young men, as Pastor said, that were just coming out of fifth grade and in the sixth grade, go up to be prayed over to be in the ministry. We had young men say that they were called to be doctors, called to be coaches, uh, called to be preachers. And that all happens at camp. Guys, you know, getting healed. The girls uh, were healed. One of the girls uh, had a problem with her leg and had been to the doctor and they didn't know what was wrong and they couldn't figure it out. She couldn't, she couldn't like jump or hop and and she laid her hands on her leg and was healed and the rest of camp she jumped and and had no pain in her leg and that all happens at camp and my one thing that I think is is that we're so thankful that you allow us to do this and to take your kids but we can have that same experience right here on Sunday you say well I need healing you can get it right here God will move when the band kicks in you know you throw your hands up and your head back and you sing with all your heart you know the thing I love about campus is they uh you know they kick in that guitar or the drums or the bass that very first, and the kids run to the front. You know, one night, they had to go tell the kids. They were all waiting in the aisles. They had to say, go to your seats. You got to go sit down. Well, as they're all going to sit down, the band starts. Well, it's like those guys are like, you, get, you dive out of the way because you're going to get trampled because kids want God, and and we're reaching the next generation. You know, those kids are, are, are going to be doctors and, and coaches and teachers and in government and in police departments and firefighters and we're going to reach them for Christ and for God and they're going to serve God all the days of their life just like those students we see that are graduating oh camp changed my life and you're a part of this you may not ride that bus or stay in a dorm but you're a part of this and I believe that we can have this same experience here on Sundays uh that you need some, come, come with expectations high. Next Sunday when you come to church, you come knowing, God, this is what I need from you. Amen? Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes and we'll pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you kept us safe going to camp, Father, that you protected us as we traveled and as we traveled home and while we were at camp, Father. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you showed up, that you changed our lives, that we'll never be the same because of what happened at camp, Father. I pray that the healing that happened, uh, is healing continues, Father, that the spirit of healing would sweep through our church, that would sweep through our youth and our kids' ministries, Father. I pray that, that we we would come to church with our expectations high. We wouldn't just show up and sit in a seat, Father, but we would come needing something from you, Father. I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Man, y'all go ahead and stand up. Be sure to stop by the 